Yeah, that was a lot of Punisher Warcry right there, wasn't it? Um, hey, uh, guys. Um, welcome back to another episode of Warner Confessions. Um, episode 47. Which I like to call Punisher, which I call uh, the John Bernthal Warcry. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, film underscore wonder. Film underscore wonder on Instagram. No Captain Zero on Snapchat. Uh, Thefilmwonder.wordpress.com the filmwonder.blogger.com yeah um i just finished the punisher uh actually i finished it about i think thursday finished it thursday or i think it was no it was uh no it was uh wednesday it was wednesday i think i finished it like i was doing a lot of cleaning around my apartment um i had a i had like comic books and papers and and like uh some like other items I just either I had no need for or or um you know put them in my closet so pretty much like the 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 thing I love about the Punisher um Netflix series um other than the violence was um it it, it didn't feel like another um Okay, we're gonna just do a a one on Punisher movie, uh, Punisher thing, and then you know he's gonna kill, like they gave him dimensions, they gave him they gave him like you know, they they gave him weight, and this is not this is no disrespect to Ray Stevenson, um, uh, Thomas Jane, and Dolph Lundgren who who did their Punisher um, runs, in the movies, I think the movies really didn't give him a lot of time to do what they wanted to do, I I probably say like Stevenson probably get like well. The Thomas Jane one had in range, but the problem was they spent so much time trying to just sort of like dial it down. Like, like the race even one didn't do that, but but they tried. But you know, Lexi Gallatin did her best to try to do to, to make to make the best movie she could. Um, and unfortunately, you know, things didn't work out. But um, yeah, the mentions, uh, PTSD, um. I mean, there's a lot of hurt people in the in the show. Oh, the theme song, the theme song. Mm. Even the end theme is is is, is great. Like, and I'm and I, and I think it's bluegrass. Oh, but that shit. Oh, I love that shit so much. Like, anytime Netflix has that skip intro, I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, play the whole thing. It's so good. Like, like, like Tyler Bates um, is a is a G of G's when it comes to like you know making compelling themes. Um. And he did it. He did his thing. Um, but um, I was going to try to do a show last week. Never, and it, it never really worked out. Um, still trying to sort of just take my vacation. I go back to work on Wednesday. Um, so there's that. Um, oh, yeah. What else I want to talk about to start the show? That's my damn show. Um, so, yeah. Um. I made a ridiculous gamble a couple weeks ago about uh, Wrinkle in Time, thinking it's going to make $110 million, and it made like $33 million. I was like, and then someone had to talk me, talk me down the ledge. I was like, fuck. Because I, I thought it would I thought it would keep that dismal momentum going. I was like, man, let me be quiet. 
<laughs> Let me be quiet about that. Um, but, yeah, I, I really thought it was going to, like, the, the Black Panther bump would help it out, and then I guess it didn't really work out in that in that matter or sort. Um, but, um, yeah, Black Panther is, you know, has still done great things. But, yeah, like, I'm not a... I guess how you say a uh, person who's an expert at, um, oh man, this guy knows all the dot boxes. I guess I, I do guesstimations like a motherfucker. Like, I don't know what movie's going to make a, a, the amount of money it's going to make. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, t- I'm totally guessing the whole way through. Like, I don't, I have no clue what's going to happen, what's going, like, what's, you know, what this movie's going to do. I have no clue whatsoever. Like, um, so yeah, I, I gambled on A Wrinkle in Time. I set 23 million for Tomb Raider, so I got that right. Black Panther, I I had a girl scene more than Age Ultron, and I was off by, like, a, I think I was off by, like, a million or some shit, and then, and then the action came in, it was like, oh, gross more than that, and I was like, okay. I got it. <laughs> like, I try, I try my best to guess the best I can, but that ring of time was so. I was like, oh damn, I, I was way off. <laughs> like, because this guy I follow, like, you know, it was like, oh, it's tracking thirty to thirty six, and I was like, damn. I was like, why was I guessing? I was like, oh, because I wanted to believe that we could do this much money. I was like, and then you know, uh, the box return came and was like thirty three million dollars, and people saying, oh, it, it made a week, it, it did week. I was like. I mean, it did better than Tomb Raider's first week did. I mean, so it was that. Like, $33 million is like a new week. Like, I remember Mid-Model Report, like, lost out to Lean Little Stitch and made like 30 some million dollars and it made 100, 136 because it had legs. Like, like it was weak. <laughs> I mean, it's weak because it didn't make, you know, a bazillion dollars like opening weekend. I mean, hell, I was, I mean, really, I was fucking wrong uh, when I made my guesstimate, but, you know, whatever. You're not always gonna hit it. You're not always gonna hit it. Um, you know, shit. I I had no idea Peter Rabbit's gonna make hundred million dollars. <laughs> like, and that movie still won't save some of these um, circumstances. I mean, hell, Jumanji be four hundred million dollars right now. I'm looking at it right now, um, and I'll go over to the box office uh, shortly. But yeah, man, um, I really have been just taking it easy. Um, during my break, I went to the Holocaust Museum in Miami, so I did that. I went to, um, I went to, what else I went to? Um, fuck, um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, I went to, um, swap shop for the first time in like a long fucking time. And uh, I saw, and I saw a relative there who works there. Uh, but I was literally just walking around. I really wasn't there to buy anything. And like every time, every like every kiosk I walked to, it was like, it's either like the same shit or something else. And I was like, I really didn't miss shit at all, did I? Not that I'm like, oh man, man, man uh, football. I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm not fuck flea market or any of these cats. Like if you see something at a flea market, get that shit. I don't give a damn. It's just, I was like, man. I, I think when I walked around the swatch shop, I was like, man, this shit passed me by. All of it did. 
Like, all this stuff passed me by. Um, I guess I don't really fuck with a flea market like that. But, you know, whatever. Um, so I did that, too. Um, went to see Tomb Raider. That Tomb Raider's all right. Uh, I'll, I'll write a review of it. I was going to... I was singing my podcast and about me. Like, I'll write a review. I, I have... I have a I have a review of um, the Outsider. I'm I'm cooking up, so I'll, I'll write a review on that, and I'll probably write a review about um, um, the Hurricane Heist. Uh, God, that movie was so bad. It was so fun. Um, I want to own that movie. I'm serious. Um, admittedly, I did. I got a couple sleeps in, but it's not because the movie was like was not enjoyable. Like I was tired because, like. I was still working on the. I was working off the effects of like working that day, you know, the following day, because I worked about like sixteen hours. Like I was done. Like, and I tried to cram all three movies in because I didn't want to go to the movies like consistently through the week. So I was like, three movies here, and I'll do Tomb Raider, and then I'll take a break from going to the movie theater like consistently. Because I'm like, you know, just I I gotta I had to refresh my mind and my, my body. Like, you know, I don't. I don't get any 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 screeners for this. I just I do it on my own money, on my own pocket. To see, um, you know, Infinity War, which I got t- which I got a ticket for, which I'm gonna try to get a Sunday ticket for, and then I gotta get an IMAX ticket for it too. Like, you know, Ready Player One. Like, I I'm not really amped for it, but I'm gonna see it. Like, same for Pacific Rim. I'm amped for it, but I ain't gonna see it. I'm not amped, I'm not amped for it, but I'm gonna see it. Um, I'm seeing likewise. Like, you know, I do this because I love movies. And even though I did have screeners, like, I would even put up the work to even see something like The Hurricane Ice, you know, with my hard on money, like, which I did, um, or any other movie, like, um, Love Simon looks good, I'm just not, I'm just gonna wait for it to come on VOD, like, that joint, um, uh, Paddington 2, like, looked interesting, I guess, um, apparently has, uh, to do with Brexit or, or, you know, uh, hatred, Something I don't know much about the movie, but I'm like there are there are some movies that I'm like I'll probably wait for them to go on VOD or whatever, and I'll probably rent them and see what they are. Um, like I got I got like I got my ways of like seeing movies. Like I, I just rented uh, movies on iTunes for the first time in a long time, and I'm gonna watch The Dark Tower tonight. Mm-hmm. Gonna watch that shit tonight. Um, but um. Yeah, um, so yeah, I'm gonna take one of those movie hiatuses, um, like, other than Netflix, like, I'm not watching any movies in theaters, like, until it's, like, Sunday, until I see Pacific Rim, um, so I, I'm not, like, to- like, again, I'm not amped for it, but I'm, but I'm going to see it, um, you know, as long as the price is right, too, um, but, um, yeah, I'm, I've been, I've been slumming, I've just been slumming it. You know, trying to get back into grabbing things, and especially with the podcast, I'm gonna try to try to do some some different things. But I'm also gotta try to get back into writing, because um, that's like the one the one thing I, I've kind of been missing is writing some shit. So there's that. Uh, so I can take the box office of uh, the movies that uh that uh did what he did.
Okay, Black Panther for the fifth week in a row, which is the first one we do that since Avatar, I believe. Um, number one at the box office, and it was only the op 34%. Um, legs, legs, legs. Tomb Raider, um, well, $605 million also for uh, Black Panther, which is insane. Um, Tomb Raider, uh, $22.5 million uh, opening weekend, a budget of $94 million. Yep, it's going to be a rough road here for that film. I can only imagine um, which some of the Hollywood, which is some of the uh, publications are like, surprise, $17 million, which I'm like, why are we surprised that churchgoers go to the movies? Why is that a surprise? Like, they watch they watch some church them faith based movies, but they watch they watch your Wrinkle in Times, they watch your, you know, Peter Rabbits. Hell, they even watch Game Night. They'll even watch some shit like Game Night. Like, I'm at them same church going motherfuckers probably um have watched some National Empire movies. Which some of them were PG thirteen, by the way, Lord of Weapon One. <laughs> Looking your way. Um, which is a parody off Die Hard and and um, a bunch of other like like crazy I mean, ridiculous movies that came out back in the day. Um, Lethal Weapon. I don't even know if Andy, Andrew Amos was in one of them parodies because uh, Sam Jackson was in Andy, Andrew Amos. Uh, I don't I don't know if Mila Osipas was in that in that joint, but why why is that a surprise? Faith based movie makes a surprise seventeen million. Why the fuck is that a surprise? We surprised uh, movies on religion make money. I mean, really, really, like, 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 like that Joseph Fiennes movie uh, that came out last year. Uh, uh, was it a firm films like under Sony's like label, like which honestly, like that's like the only like label that's not that's been doing well besides Jumanji and Peter Rabbit. Like, like that, like we surprised that movie made money. It made money. Uh, I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, but um, I can look it right now. Uh, this Joseph Fine movies that 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 came out last year and made all that money. Like I'm like War, War Room made money. Uh, uh, God, what Kingdom Come? That old comedy with Richard Grant, Gant, and uh, oh God, what's uh, uh, I don't know Queen Latifah, uh, LL Cool J. Like that that joint made Whoopi Goldberg. That joint made money, but it's a surprise. Surprise my ass. That movie's PG, PG rated. It has some cuss words in it. Like. I was so surprised that a religious movie would make all this money. Alright, hold up. By the way, Joseph Fiennes, the dude that played Michael Jackson in, in one of them trash movies. I, I, shit, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it just happened that way. What was it called? Risen. It's called Risen. Uh, Risen's box office. Uh... It made like thirty six, thirty seven million dollars, thirty seven million dollars. A budget of twenty million dollars, so mainly nearly made twice his budget. And people were like, "Oh my god, I cannot believe this movie made all that money." It's like, how, how the fuck are we surprised by this bullshit? It it, it pisses me off to no end. Like, y'all surprised? He made this money? How, how y'all surprised? How, how are we surprised? People gonna watch this shit. Anyway, that 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 made me mad. Uh, at Wrinkle in Time, uh, in, in week two, made sixteen point five million dollars, off fifty percent, uh, six one point six one million dollars, hundred three million dollar movie. I mean, I mean, I can see it ending at ninety million dollars, ninety five perhaps, maybe having a decent amount of money overseas. Heck, I don't know what it is, but um, 
I thought it would do a lot better than it did when, you know, punched myself in the face. Like, that is wrong. Um, Love, Simon. By Fox. Uh, $11.5 million. Uh, $17 million. By the way, I'm, I had to, to correct myself. This is, these are not the actuals. These are just basically just from the three-day weekend. Um, oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a second. Okay, no, my bad. I was looking at something different. These are the these are I guess these are the actuals. Um, game night, um, just doing pretty well. Uh, uh, off twenty nine percent, five point five million dollars. Week four, uh, fifty four million dollars. Uh, Peter Rabbit. I did maintain game night. Could have made a little more money, but what it, it is what it is. Uh, Peter Rabbit, um, which is off a decent amount of money. Uh, five point two million dollars. Uh, one hundred two point four million dollars. Currently, um, Strangers Pray at Night, four point eight million dollars. Uh, probably would that drop the highest amount. Um, eighteen point six million dollars. Uh, Red Sparrow number nine, four point four million dollars. Off forty eight percent. Um, thirty nine point five million dollars. I saw Red Sparrow. Red Sparrow was trash. Um, number ten was Death Wish. Yeah, Red Riding Bruce. It's not a gun movie. It's it's a movie I, I wanted to make different, more different than other movies or whatever the hell that uh, that uh, uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, the director of the movie, um, Elon Roth. E- Eli Roth. I'm like, man, you made the you meant to make the movie you did, and it's going it's gonna make thirty some million dollars. It's at twenty nine point nine, so it, it it'll make thirty. It's probably it round that bitch up to thirty million dollars. Like it's trash, but it, but you know it made money. I guess Annihilation, another movie that I thought was trash. Uh, one point seven million dollars. Uh, twenty point five million dollars. Jumanji made four million dollars. One point six million dollars for week thirteen. Um, and it's probably out around out on DVD and digital. Uh, seven days in in TV. Um. Yeah, Daniel Brewer says some says some has some interesting thoughts. I gotta see if I can find that article. I might talk about it on the show. But uh that, that joint came out, uh Greatest Showman, you know, you know, yeoman work of making the money it did. Um and my favorite my favorite the past week, the hurricane heist. Yo, hurricane heist cost thirty five million dollars. Holy shit. I did not see that coming. God damn, that movie is a bomb. Woo! I did not see that shit coming. Oh my god. 35 milli. 35 milli. <laughs> Whoa. <sighs> that movie that movie won't even make oh my god, it won't even make it won't even make seven million dollars. God damn. Anyway. <laughs> um Speaking of laughter, um, I don't watch The Breakfast Club. Like I, I, I see it going on the timeline a couple times before, but like I see, you know, Charlamagne and DJ Envy like saying some fucked up shit, and you know they have on a guest or not. Um, like they've had on guests where they've asked some like dumb questions about you know who raped the kid, who raped, who raped you, or or um, you know colorism, like and 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 those and those airheads act like oh my god, colorism is it doesn't seem like a thing in the community. It's like. It's like, uh, yeah, people, yeah, 
and like y'all 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 in your own privilege zones or whatever um so like a show i need to be watching consistently but i don't dj Merrill on viceland like went the fuck in on dj envy dj envy had a grievance uh because he was mad at uh dj Merrill for for making fun of his wife when really, uh, the, the the just the joke was basically uh, she getting him uh, DJ Mer- DJ Envy checks, which really is directed at him. It's not even her. It's like they it's, he got mad at that. That was like the least thing to be pissed about. And it's like the fuck is this shit? And so, like they went the fuck in, and I'll I'll play some of it. I don't know if I'll play the whole thing, but uh. It was hilarious to me. This morning, DJ Envy got Envy, his light-skinned, feelings on The Breakfast Club. Wow, the Bisquick Bandit strikes again. That's right. The most illustrious podcast in the world, the number one show at late night, was ambushed where you walked into Power 105.1. Unbelievable. We entered the octagon. No warning. To promo our tour. And we're what do we get? Nothing feelings, but- nothing but light-skinned feelings. Emotions. Feelings. Let's roll this beautiful yes. butter footage. Look at this. Pancake batter emotion. This shit. <laughs> Morning, everybody. Oh. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got two guests in the building. Why you ain't yeah. say special guests, man? We got Dickhead and Pussy. Let's <laughs> go. Stop. Stop. Hold on. Hold on. That was the, I'm about Did to my stop. nephew write that for you? <laughs> like, what the f- like also, at least give me at least give me a diseases uh, diseases and diseases, zero or something. Zero, something. Come, come on, on dickhead and pussy. Like there's no P. In you didn't even try, did you? Like, yo, come on, my nigga. I mean, in that ten minutes we saw you outside the studio before we did the interview, and you didn't talk to us. Maybe you could have came up with a better name there. You know what I'm saying, when you was in the panic room, maybe you could have got yeah, you know pad. That. You know what I'm saying, but... right? Let's just continue our interview. Why you ain't yeah. say special guest, man? We got dickhead and pussy. Let's get <laughs> wow. wow, wow, wow. That does see, though. Those three claps is that I'm about to snuff this nigga. Roll it back. <laughs> this is a Bronx reaction. Any, there's only two. To back up their point, dickhead and pussy. That's the best you can come up with. Okay, dog. Two times when people go, wow. That's when a nigga's lying and a nigga's like, oh, I'm about to hit somebody. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. You know, usually, 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 top, usually we are, you, I would always like to start off by saying, welcome, thank you for having us here at Breakfast Club. You trying to be cordial, media trained to Jesus, you know what I'm saying? He's better than me. Nah, listen, I'm not going to up a bag because I'm in my bag. You guys have always been very nice to us, helped us through our career. Uh, you know, elevated us with interviews. My guys, what's, let's, what's let's, all this spice? Let's, let's, what's going let's start, on? Let's start with this. You, you owe my wife an apology. We owe your wife an apology? What Absolutely. do we do? Absolutely. When you insinuated that she was there for the check. Look at yes, our faces. We're like, what? What is he talking about? I'm like, what the? Bro, we talking about Trump? Uh, somebody we talking about Putin. We talking about... Lady shit on the lawn. We talking about nerve things. We even had Jimmy Fallon uh, up here. Llamas fucking nigga. Like, what are you talking about? Be more like, specific. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't want to brag. We do four shows a week, my guy. Like, you know, it's hard to keep up. Visually. Yes, she did. Uh, you said she you're right. I'm like, really? She said exactly. I heard it. And so you feel... Right uh, look at the piss-off meter. Look uh, the beige range meter. Look at him. Bossing up. <laughs> Bossing up. Oh, He's almost like a super combo. Is that meter... That's him getting mad at us, or is that, like, all the interviews where he was wild buns and now uh, it's finally coming out? It's all coming out, yeah. It's okay. all. He's over 9,000 now. 
you have feel the clip right now. Yeah, you owe her. Right, let's, 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 let's hear the let's hear the clip. Let's hear the clip. Hold on, you. We got the clip. Since fifteen. All right, let's hear the clip. I'm talking since fifteen. I'm talking. To add insult to Andrew the DJ, but they have a beige and fresh, <laughs> which is um, um, basically they were they were making fun of him because he's light skinned um, <laughs> so I wanted to add that input in there. Um, that God, they went in on this guy. I'm talking. <laughs> That's all I'm talking. talking. That's all you do, my nigga. Rah rah rah. Right, the brand's 100 old check the stats, nigga. Don't play with me, nigga. Before I had a dollar, she okay. was making more money than me. So to insinuate that she was there for a check or she's good with Envy's check is a, is a disrespect to me. Okay, can I hear the clip? Play the clip, nigga. Please. Like I was Rashawn at home, but in the streets I was DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. So right. it was two different mm-hmm. people. And I didn't know DJ Envy. Right. And it, it was it was a situation. Well, you know them DJ Envy check, so, though. What? what the f- I, don't, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. At the end, what did I say? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I, don't know. Know. I was being messy, right? Mm. So we made a joke about you being on a show with your wife discussing why. I don't got to say it. Y'all know why y'all was there. You know what I'm saying? Okay, we made a joke about that. And you getting mad at me? Fam, you went on a nationally televised show. A syndicated, syndicated show. syndicated show. This shit comes on in the Ramada, my nigga. Come on, fam. When you turn the TV on, it's there. Mario Lopez is talking about it. Extra, you extra. Come on. Went on TV dressed like you were going to Essence Fest to talk about your messiness. My man got on a satin jacket. You think we wasn't going to joke on you? Come on, my nigga. You look like a sexy waiter. Come on. He do. He do. His wife scores, by the way. Goodness gracious. Radio 4? <laughs> Follow me. You know them DJ Envy checks, though. That's a, that's a little disrespectful, bro. That was a joke, Envy. For real? I don't that joke when you talk about my wife. All right. Uh, I apologize, then. I apologize. I said, uh, you know what? I low-key was... I was, I was disappointed, because I was like, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I thought we was on some Hollywood yeah. boy shit, but I guess that's where we at. He's in his bag. Because, you know, he could have just... He could have called us. He could have called us. Charlamagne got my number. Everyone... Buddy got our number. Everybody everyone got, got number. numbers. Very... He, got, he got people's numbers, right? Because apparently you had... All right, I'm going to advance a little bit further. Uh, probably my favorite parts of the show. Um, so give me a second, y'all. <laughs> Still be so day. That's not Wakanda. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry, we're we're, we're diversifying, you know what I'm saying? We're going to do a celebrity boxing match with Envy, you know what I'm saying, next week. You know okay, what I mean? It's going to be lit. I would love that. <laughs> I bet you would, nigga. <laughs> Come on, man. I would love that. Yeah, all right. When your wife is saying rings start getting blood splashed on her, like, no, Rashad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to bring it into this. I apologize. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would love that. If it's been taking boxing, FYI. He's, he's, I had another question on my list for you. Nigga, I'm taking box cutter. <laughs> How about that? 40 in a tie ball class. Get out of here. Hold on. Let me read it. Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna make the most spicy. Here we go. Here we go. Texas Pete Charlemagne. Has anybody ever pressed y'all about the spicy commentary? Y'all give out. Charlemagne's so messy. Oh, Charlemagne was loving this. Yo, he's loving it, man. Charlemagne is a pig in slop. He was just rolling around in it. Yo. But Jesus was trying to get me out the paint with black women for a long time. Oh, uh, yeah, here we go, man. Three years late. But it's you. Wow. You know he said, I'm out of here. Out of here. You never really got up. They had to use the surveillance camera angle. Wow. Yeah. Is that not used to people walking out? Are we the first people to, make to the get, uh, get the host walk out of? 
You know what it is. Know what it is. He's like, yo, I'm gonna go be light skinned in my panic room. What's funny? I saw him get up and I was like, oh, it's go time. But then he just left and I was like, maybe he's getting water. But you just like you just don't leave well enough alone, bro. You see me looking out the window like, what's going on now? Yo, Envy just walked out. Please, please put the camera on Envy's chair right now. Yo, him on you bleaching bastard. The man's walked yeah. off. The man wanted an apology. Yeah. Got the apology. And still, and still walked off. That's it, bro. Mm. You know what happened that morning? My homie was leaving his crib and Shorty was like, you better get in the ass. Yes, you better get in the ass this morning. He's like, yes. Oh, man. Yes, ma'am. Sometimes jokes are hurtful and we don't ever want to, you know, make light of anyone's situation. You know we apologize for everything that happened. And... Now, f*** that. Hit that nigga yeah. with the sonic ring. Yeah. 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 Out of here. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> that was the best part. <laughs> All right. Like the clip is on YouTube. And if you've seen it on Twitter, like it's there. Like I'll put it on the show, but I just I just had to play that shit. Uh that was the best part. Suck my dick from the bag of salt crease. <laughs> Alright, uh I'm moving on. Moving on. Um I'm only- hold up. Uh I'm playing that for later. Not for the show, but it's for something else. Um, the uh, this, this is sort of why I should did the show last week. Um, the Academy Awards took place, right? Uh, I I won't stress uh, many of the winners, but I'll just tell you uh, that um, I cut to the chase. Um, the Shape of Water won four awards. Um Best director and um, best picture. Um, Dunkirk won for three. I would mostly assume that was probably like audio stuff. Um, I can check for it right now if I can. Um, yeah, Dunkirk, Dunkirk, Dunkirk. Sound mixing, best film editing, and uh, sound editing. So it mostly went for edit, like sound, like sound, and like. Like film, sound stuff, and like film stuff. Um, Kobe got an Oscar, got a damn Oscar for uh, animated short, short film. It's like it kind of reminds me of Jeff Gore stunning on people. It was like, oh, I got three, I got a big twenty five hundred win. I got three of them. I got a Kobe twenty four. Holla at you, man. Kobe like, I got five rings and I got an Oscar, motherfucker. I got an Oscar for this shit. Yeah. Uh, like. I don't know. I don't know what, how much. I don't know how much partying Kobe was doing at his house for that Oscar, or uh, when the when the Philadelphia Eagles won that chip. Oh my God! Um, <laughs> saying uh, we won the fucking championship in front of his kids. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Alice Janney won for best supporting actress for uh, um, I Tanya, uh, which I might watch this week. I'm not so sure. McDormand won for best actress winner. Um. Sam Rockwell won for uh, well three three awards. Um, Rockwell won for best supporting actor for three awards, which I guess um, I I having only seen two to five movies on that list. Oh my bad, three. Well, really, two, really, yeah, two of the five, two of the four, because uh, Bill Wards has Woody Harrelson on it too. 
And I didn't think I didn't think Harrelson really needed to be on that list. But I guess um, at Chris Plummer, God damn, they got they got Kevin Spacey all about the paint, man. Good God, man. <laughs> um, what else? What else won? Um, anything else? No. Oh yeah, Gary won for best actor for uh, Darkest Hour. Uh, and I, I'd say probably the biggest deal was really uh, Jordan Peele winning for best original screenplay for Get Out. Um, you know, him being, um, I think it's the fourth African-American to win that award. Um, and it's a huge deal. Um, I know folks are like, oh, I wish they won the Oscar, but I'm like, no, screenplay for that movie is, is the biggest deal because I, I who would have thought that a movie, uh, basically, the, the, the like, uh, the... I know folks are like, oh, man, I love Get Out, but they won't tell you why they like, like Get Out. It's like mostly because really whiteness is the, is the terror. It's white, it's it's racism is the terror. Um, like, so that was kind of like why wow, it was so it was so huge and so big. And, you know, um, the fact it won for that. And, and plus, I think Peel said he he this movie always made a quit and he just he just kept on going with it. And, you know. It's it's important for a, for a lot of reasons, and mainly I'd say the themes of the film, and mostly just his determination to continue writing that script. But but more so, the former is more important is is as important, obviously. Um, oh, remember me from Coco one, um, that tearjerker of a song, and uh, Roger Dinkins finally got his Oscar for uh, best cinematography for Blade Runner twenty four nine, which. It, it wasn't my favorite, but, you know, I mean, that guy had been around the block for a long time. Um, uh, um, uh, God, wasn't, um, No Country for Old Men, I thought, for me, it's like my favorite, like, movie, the one he did, um, Blake Lebowski. Um, yeah. He did Skyfall. He did uh, Sicario. Hail Caesar, like, he has a good uh, technique for, for cinema. Um, he even did a serious man. Uh, well, he did a lot of Joe, he did a lot of Ethan and Cohen, Ethan and Joe Cohen movies. Uh, Sausage Redemption, like, Huxker Proxy, uh, Barton Fink. Um, yeah, he's in a lot of movies. Um, especially with the Coens. Uh, like, like, dude has, like, 12 collaborations with the Coens, like, yeah, man. Uh, uh, Cundin, uh, the, the Scorsese uh, flick in '97. Um, Courage in the Fire. Uh, with uh, Edward Zwick. I think Edward Zwick did um, uh, The Last Summer with Tom Cruise. Uh, beautiful Mind. He did fucking Beautiful Mind. Like, goddamn. Um, Manny wasn't there. Uh, Tom Cruelty. The uh, Clooney, um, Clooney, Catherine Zeta Jones flick. So yeah, he did that shit. Um, yeah, what a career for the guy. And I will start the show with one second. Uh, oh yeah, Avengers apparently has outpaced uh, Black Panther for like most tickets sold in a movie. Like right after Black Panther like made all that money, it was like Avengers Infinity was like, oh, you want to see our, you want to you want to measure our oh, 
Oh, you got you got a lot of money, huh? Watch this. Um, this is from um, Cinema Blend. Uh, give me a second. I don't know why it's taking this long time. To say there's a lot of excitement for, well, let's we'll just have it written. Um, we get to the nitty gritty of it. Um, well, they got this source from Deadline that um, it has already sort of passed a Black Panther. Um, to become the first movie to, in the first 24 hours for pre-sales. Advanced tickets um, went on sale at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and by noon, if they were already had risen to the top of the pack. Um, uh, Fandango also surveyed more than 100,000 users who bought Infinity War tickets today. An interesting statistics including, included 97% looking forward to seeing how, how dozens of superheroes work together in the same movie. 87% having seen all of the MCU movies and 6% claiming that Black Panther made him more excited to see Infinity War. Well, see, that's why. I think that's why Infinity War is a bigger deal is because Black Panther has actually made even non-Marvel fans amped up to see Infinity War. Um, I saw Black Panther three times, right? Um, and through my three screenings, like a lot of people were leaving the theater, like, oh, I don't need to see these extras. I'm like, I'll be there for Infinity War, perhaps. Like, and it's gonna, and and Black Panther is gonna is gonna break, um, um, the Avengers record. Um, and then Infinity War's gonna come in and, and you know do gangbusters. So there's that too. Um, so it's huge. Um, apparently the article says, uh, why I'm not shocked that so many people are buying tickets for, uh, for infinity, for Avengers Infinity War ahead of time. I am a little surprised that it only took six hours for it to break the record set by, I'm not surprised. Like Marvel's conveyor belt. Marvel is a moving conveyor belt that does not stop. So, um, so my two other major superhero movies, that'd be Black Panther and BBS. Um, one of which is still performing strongly at the box office. Um, still, Infinity War. Yeah, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that was that directed at uh, BBS. Still, with Infinity War poised to not just be the biggest Marvel movie this year, but arguably the biggest blockbuster 2018, it stands to reason why that many folks want to acquire their tickets for for it now rather than risk buying them later and discovering that they're already sold out. Um, I'm not surprised by any of this shit. Black Panther was huge. Because it also they're gonna it, it's gonna also be Infinity War, what whether whatever whatever act it will be in I don't know and I don't care because I'm just like I I just want to see the movie let's go I don't care if it's at the if it's at the beginning the middle the end I'm like just I like to see how it all resolves itself because it shouldn't matter it it really it really shouldn't matter um what act it relies on other than just Black Panther has gotten a lot of people to see Infinity War and I'm pretty sure the Infinity War holder was going to give Black Man that bump like that's how they work as a company and that's how they, they've made the money they've made like Age, like say what you up Age of Ultron but, Age, but people who watch Age of Ultron were going to watch Ant-Man because Marvel knows what the fuck they're doing <laughs> like hell uh Falcon was in Ant-Man and you had people out here say well Ant-Man should have made more money it's like it's Ant-Man it's fucking Ant-Man Ant-Man made 550 something dollars at the box office Ant-Man 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 made money like 
And it's like, well, it should have made it should have made way more. It's like, what's way more? It made a lot, it made a good amount of money, and um, it, it was a worldwide hit too. Like Black Panther did its job. It got it got more asses in seat for Infinity for Infinity War. I got my Thursday ticket. I'm trying to see if I can get a Sunday ticket for the same movie theater because I'm not ready to see it in IMAX yet. Um, but yeah, man, um, it's, they're just they're just they're moving. They're a they're a machine, and they they don't stop. They don't stop at all. Um, I just I don't think there's not much to be surprised about. Um, and also, you have to weigh in the fact that what the hell is Thanos going to do? Who's going to you know? What is he gonna do to the Avengers? Uh, you know, how's Earth gonna, you know, uh, you know, come back from this? Like, there's a lot, and I'm sure think pieces are gonna be off the charts with the destruction and shit. I don't really care. Just, I want the movie to come out, and that's all there is to it, man. That's all there is to it. Um, Ellen Barkin uh, had words for uh, Terry Gillum. Terry Gillum. You know, got in his feelings about Me Too, and um, was uh was sad, was feeling all sad for Matt Damon, and uh, Ellen Barker was in um leaving um God, what is the movie called? Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, um, in '98. Uh, she played a bar, I think she played a bartender or something. I think that's what she played in the movie. Um, but um, yeah, uh, she hit him on Twitter. Uh, my heart, my heart, one advice: never get into an elevator alone with Terry Gillum, which. Yeah, there's got to be uh, some there, um, and uh, she hit him, hit Gillen with the the last mental modern movement that is trying to protect women from abusive men. Just days after the Monty Python star stated his belief that the Me Too movement has transformed into a mob rule, which here is my words for that shit. Fuck you, Terry Gillen. Like, how the hell? So you think Me Too coming to your house, dude? Hey y'all, me too. We, we, we part of me too. We're gonna kick your ass, motherfucker Terry Gillum. Yeah, Terry. Oh, we're gonna kick your ass, Terry. I'm sounding like the, like the, the little dude from, from Full Force. You better kick your fucking ass. Like, you could have said nothing, dude. And you proceeded to make to to get all your feelings against your ego shot, and you call them a mob rule. Because women ain't taking this shit anymore, and you're and you're pretending, well, I, I I didn't I didn't do this shit. Well, here's my here's my rhetorical dude who directed Twelve Monkeys. Did you do anything fucked up to Madeline Stove? Um, like, j- just wondering, like, just a thought. Like you mad at you mad at them, but you. God, just, just fragile motherfucker. Like, like, what are you doing? Shut the fuck up. Just, God damn, shut the fuck up. Um, and here are his thoughts on the Harvey, on what he said. I think some people did well, very well out of meeting with Harvey and others didn't. The others who didn't knew what they were doing, he also defended, uh, uh, well, I already told you about Matt Damon, um, he said he felt sorry for him. He came out and said they were, that all men are not rapists, and he got beaten. It's like who who beating him? Who beating him to death, bro? Beating to death. I know. I know he's being sarcastic with that. I know. He's, I know he's using a metaphor, some piss poor metaphor for. But shit. 
Being, because you don't want to hear, dude. Anytime something where, where, where women, black folks, even people, even people who are disabled, speak out about shit, it's ablest motherfuckers like Terry Gillum have to have to say shit like this. And it's like, what? Oh, my feelings are hurt. Like be, be, because these people who have been marginalized, um, for, for since millennia, since fucking millennia, we'll say. I don't, I want to get get into the whole time aspect of it. Like, and, and you're fucking mad because oh my god, it's like it's like we don't get a chance to ever see you always ever since the since the beginning of fucking time. Straight folks, uh, white people have had a voice. You asshole have had a voice. Why are you surprised? Why are you surprised, dude? You're 77, 78 years old. Oh, well, it's me. No, don't come for me. No, I didn't. I'm a good one. You ain't shit, dude. And speaking of ain't shit, John Bailey of the fucking Academy Awards ain't shit. Uh, Godly, he apparently is under, under investigation for sexual harassment. 75-year-old John Bailey, who looks all 75-year-old John Bailey. Like, dude, the the fuck? Like, this man had the audacity to say it in, in Vanity Fair when he was, like, re- replacing um, uh, Cheryl Boone Isaacs. Um, um, he was asked a question about whether it's, it's best suited for, for a white man, whether it's a white man to, was best suited to lead the academy at the time when he was making a push for to diversify its membership. And this, and he says this dude, this, this joint. Um, when you, what you just said is bullshit. I was born a white man, and I can't. It then I'm 75 years old. Is this some sort of limiting factor? And to retort to his statement, dude, you grew up in the 40s. Um, there was a lot of uh, fuck shit that happened to people like me, or people like me back in the 40s, um, and women too. So. You totally missed the point. Um, and apparently he was a cinematographer for like the Big Shield and the Groundhog Day, um, and, and stuff. Um, but yeah, man. Um, it's through her. It was through her asking claims uh, on that Wednesday and repeatedly opened up a probe, according to sources familiar with the situation. Bailey was like president of the institution in August. If you were forced to step down, he would be temporarily replaced by uh, Lois. Burrell, a veteran makeup artist who is the Academy's vice president until the elect the next election in July. Uh, Bailey's tenure has been marked by a historic shift in the Academy's approach to misconduct by its members. The Academy voted to expel Harvey Weinstein less than ten days after the, after the New York Times first reported on its history of uh, sexual harassment. The Academy the Academy also replaced uh, Casey Affleck, who settled two sexual harassment lawsuits in 2010 as the presenter of the Best Actress Award at this year's Oscars. Um. In December, the Academy established a code of conduct which provides that members be disciplined or expelled for abuse, harassment, and or discrimination. The Academy also set up a claims process which set forth how such allegations would be adjudicated. Uh, under the policy, the Academy membership um, and, Aca- and administration uh, committee reviews allegations. If deemed credible, they, could, they can be forwarded to the full board of directors for consider, consideration for discipline so basically it's it, it, the, like other than like the stuff he's done like it goes into you know um what i just mentioned before about um the question about uh, being a 25 year old white male 
white man uh, being best suited to lead the academies. Um, and then the the academies uh, issued a statement. The academy treats any complaints confidential to protect all parties. The academy, the membership c- uh, committee reviews all complaints brought against academy members according to our standards to our standards of conduct process. And after completing reviews, reports to the board of governors. Uh, we will not comment further on such matters until the full review is complete. And I can tell you right now, it has not been completed at the moment. So um, I'll, if I have um, more news, I will, I will probably talk about it on the next episode of, of uh, Warner Confessions. But, yeah, I do find it ironic that he had the audacity to make that statement, and then he's hit with, with sexual assault claims. It's kind of a cycle, right? You say some bullshit about such and such and then you're hit with sexual assault claims it's like it's it's a virus it's like amazing it's an amazing virus that is just goes on and on uh steven spielberg uh also has some things to say about me too um the director was speaking at the uk uh empire awards where he was presented with the legend of our lifetime honors um I'll, I'll keep it, I'll keep it brief. Um, uh, the Times Up movement has received a boost from arguably the biggest director on the planet. Steve Spielberg, speaking at the Empire Awards in London on Sunday, praised the Academy against sexual assault, uh, harassment, claiming um, describing it as a watershed moment for the industry. It's been a rich and diverse year for, for, for film and for gender, for race and for speaking out. He said on uh, collecting the Legend of Our Lifetime Award. Thank you, Times Up. We were very much on board from the very beginning. My wife, Kate, and I, uh, this is more important than any of us can ever realize. Um, and it just goes into, basically, he he, he's, he will be shooting the fifth installment of, of Indiana Jones in the UK in, in April 2019. I mean, I mean, I guess good for him. Like, um, I'm not mad at him by the shape, shape or form, but it's like... Man, I guess like good for you, Stephen. Like cool. Um, that's great. Um, that you are um, you pro this thing, but you know, it 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 shouldn't have to take. It shouldn't have to take um you speaking about it um to do this. So that's kind of my thing about it. I don't I don't really care what his thoughts are. I'm glad he's I'm glad he's I'm, I'm glad he's an endorser of it. But um, I guess, man. <laughs> um, I just also realized I had only I only had a couple like like five like four or five articles today. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to couple, talk a couple things. Uh, uh, Ava DuVernay is doing uh, New Gods, which is on the DC uh, comics brand. Um, so yeah. Um, last night seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, no, I'm not read that part. Um, so yeah, um, she's doing new gods. Um, and you know, DC has a history of, um, you know, over promising and under delivering. Um, these are, these are Ava's uh, quotes. Uh, our dreams make us large. Thank you, Jack Kirby. Um, thing is, I don't know what they're going to do with this. I, I, I'm. I, I am happy that she's going to get this opportunity to do it. Like, um, a wrinkle time hasn't exactly, you know, lit the box office on fire, but, um, you know, for her being the first black woman to, to do that, I'm like to, to get this opportunity, you know, it, you know, good. Um, so 
like some some movies ain't gonna have to make you know bazillion dollars to be perfect, but you know, hopefully, you know, you know, more women like her can, black women like her can get an opportunity to do this shit. Um, hopefully, you know, Gina Prince Blackwood gets an opportunity to do this shit more often. Um, hopefully, I'm um, hopefully. And um, Mark Hamill's uh, hilarious response to uh, Luke's fate in Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> uh, I said to them, "I said, are you going to just have the metal hand clang down the rock?" I thought wasn't it. Um, I, I know he had something to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, people were mad at the Last Jedi, but pr- pretty much. Um, Oh yeah, that was that was a slander. That was actually a slander, yo. Oh man. Um He got a good send off in the movies, I guess. Um but um Yeah, that was it. I thought he had something else more like to say, but I guess I get it. Like <laughs> oh man, that's that's that was funny. Um that was funny. Um let's see if there's anything else I want to talk about. Um Um Daniel Bro has something some comments about uh this movie he's he's doing uh, seven days in TV. Um like I saw on a um God, um God, what is the name of this movie? Hold up, I can look it up. I can look it up right fast. Oh shit, they ain't got it no more. Damn. Um, well, I have an article, um, from Hollywood Reporter, so I guess I can kind of go from that point. Um, so, uh, so I won't, there's a quote he says, uh, about, uh, let me see, uh, come on, come on. Well, basically, long story short, it's like, he, Something about um, th- he said something to the effect of that um, we shouldn't dehumanize terror. I guess he, it was kind of it was kind of fucked up. We shouldn't dehumanize terrorists and and um, let me see. Oh man! Oh, I guess w- what he said for. Um, regarding his nationality I don't describe myself either German or Spanish or French or whatever but very European okay dude um, but I what, what I always enjoyed uh, learning different languages and the strengths of the qualities of different characters um, yeah, there's not much I can find really of uh, because I wanted to use that um, now this uh, piece to sort of like sort of talk about what I want to say but yeah um 
but yeah, that was kind of a strange thing for him to say, to be quite honest. Um, I mean, you're all for those nationalities, I, 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 but I guess. Um, um, uh, I always wanted to explore the dark side and play evil characters, and then actually the Americans were the first ones to see that in me and give me these parts. Yeah, like he said, you know, Tarantino and um, um, he's Ron Howard is another example because he played uh, he played uh, 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 God, what's the dude's name um, from Four of the One? Um, Nicky Lotta, Nicky Lotta. So he played that guy. Um, yeah, there you go. Oh, he was in he was in Burnt, and of course he was great in um, Civil War. I thought he was excellent in Civil War. But yeah, um, I really want to use that now. This article, but I'll I'll post this too. Um, so that I'll do. But um, yeah, man, um, it's good to do these this again. Um, I I I uh, yeah, um, it's a good episode. Uh, you can follow me again at uh. Film underscore wonder on Twitter, film underscore wonder on Instagram, uh, the film wonder dot wordpress dot com, film wonder dot word, I mean not blogger dot com. I lost my train of thought. And uh, no, uh, no cabins are on Snapchat. Uh, wonder signing off. Y'all take care. Peace.